I just spent the past, I don't know, probably 15 minutes discussing DC movies. And we're not even going to talk about DC movies right now. (laughs) We're just going to jump right into The Mandalorian. We teased this the last time Bub was on. I think we teased that we were going to do a Mandalorian episode. No, I think it was after the last episode. Uh, Maybe when Bub was here, too. But I think after the last episode. Yeah, I think I mentioned when Bub was on, we're like, hey, we're going to do The Mandalorian. We never did it. Here we are, though. (laughs) Yeah. A few months after the series ended, um, Bob, welcome back. Welcome back to the uh, podcast. Appreciate having you on here. Thanks for thank you. Thank you for having me as always. Rejoining us in back to back, you know, ten minutes <laughs> between the last. No, no, the, the other podcast is. They don't know that. The other, yeah, the people don't know that. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Chapter nine, the Marshall. Um, it was our first episode back from a long, long wait. Even though it was a year, it felt like a million years because COVID happened. And we were just waiting for something good to happen at the end of the year. And we finally had the Mandalorian come back. Um, so anyway, the first episode was the Marshall. Not really much for the overall plot in this episode. Um, Mando meets up with Cobb Vanth, who was apparently in the books. So people knew who he was. Um, he was donning um, Boba Fett's armor. So that was kind of cool. We, first episode, we already got Boba Fett vibes, which is awesome. Right, like, he, that was where we learned that he was probably making an appearance. Yeah, there's been rumors, like, swirling the show, but, like, this is our first appearance of the armor, gets everybody excited, um, and then they... Uh, well, I mean, we, we knew he was coming. Yeah. We knew he was coming, but this is the first time we're seeing Yeah, I, I didn't think episode one we'd be seeing Boba Fett's armor, though. That was really cool. Um, I did, well, I mean, John Favreau, yeah. he... Dave Filoni, he John Favreau. tickled us a little bit. They know what they're He's doing. like, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> Let's give you a little. We're, bit. we're gonna tease it. Tease it. We'll give you give you a little shoulder, a little shoulder, not the whole thing. Um, so yeah, we find out like Mando finds out there's a Mandalorian out here, so he goes to find him. And then like classic, we'll tell you where he is if you help us with this problem. Um, so they basically fight a giant worm. <laughs> it's actually a dragon. It's a dragon. That was that was a. To be honest, I mean, like as a, I mean, you guys, I'm much more of a Star Wars nerd than I am like a Marvel nerd. Yeah. Uh, it was it was cool to see the crate dragon. From the, uh, nice the, the only time you ever see it is uh, in uh, the original trilogy. They have them just sort of the, their skeletons in the Dune Sea. Right. Kind of like, wait, what the heck is that? Like, but you never see it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I, I think it was a it was a cool thing to sort of bring that to life uh, and sort of the way that they did that. Yeah, and it makes an appearance in the Knights of the Old Republic game too, which I know was I never played those games, but they're huge. Um, and I know that was one of the things you did was have to fight a great dragon in that as well. Um, so like beautiful special effects right out of the gates. Um, Mando makes a friend. Baby Yoda's cute. He also talks to the Tusken Raiders, which is kind of dope. I don't think we've ever had like a personable side of Tusken Raiders. Episode one, they're literally trying to kill all the pod racers. Episode two, Anakin kills them all. <laughs> and then they knock Luke out in episode four. Right. We don't really and, and the children too. <laughs> the women and the children too. Oh, and they also. Oh wait, no, no, no. And so <laughs> we actually like see Tuscan Raiders as individual. We saw a little bit in season one, but we see more in this episode. Um, They're weird to look at up close. Yeah, they are. It's kind of freaky, <laughs> but I think that's the idea. And then Mando obviously saves the day at the end, blows up the giant dragon. Um, and that was episode one. But at the end, obviously, Mando's driving away on a speeder bike. And then we get a shot of Boba Fett, played by yes. how do you pronounce Little his name? Morrison. Yeah. Um, so he's in this episode. He's labeled as the cloaked figure, but come on, we all knew what was going on there. <laughs> yes. um, so oh, yeah. 
we find uh, he gets the armor, and then we find that Boba Fett's stalking him. That was episode one. Episode two, the Frog Lady. It's that actually, was a weird one. Uh, it's called uh, the Passenger, but it's called, I call it the Frog Yeah, and Baby Yoda's called the Child, but if you call him the Child, you can go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, uh, worst episode. Yeah, a very strange episode. Uh, she uh, She's carrying around, it's actually kind of adorable, she's carrying around all of her children, <laughs> trying to get to her husband so he can fertilize the eggs pretty much. Yeah. Is that pretty much, right, yeah. pretty much what was going on They're going to have there. sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, like it, it's like it's a it's an external uterus though. Yeah. It's bizarre. Meanwhile, the entire it's episode, bizarre. Baby Yoda's committing genocide, which pissed a lot of people off on the internet. But I found hilarious. You know what bothered me about that? Baby Yoda, basically the entire movie is just trying to eat these frog eggs, and then they just never address it. Like she never really finds that out. She never really cares. I'm guessing that like... she knows. Like it's because she's a, she's a frog person or frog thing. I'm guessing they they have to know that all not all their eggs are going to make it. And if this is natural selection, this is going to be natural selection. Well, that makes it worse because now you've got fewer to get to go with. Yeah, they didn't really address that. But he was doing it discreetly, but not for uh, not for the Mando didn't see it, but the Frog Lady never saw it. It was honestly the most suspense I felt in the entire series. I was just waiting for the Frog Lady to be like, I'm going to eat Baby Yoda now. And then, nope, never happened. Um, okay, so the actual title for that character is Frog Lady. Oh, that's like the actual character for that person. Um, but then the climax of this episode is the giant spiders, which I hated. I, I, I thought hated it was it. when she finally met her husband. <laughs> is that this? That's the next episode. Uh, he said climax. That was the joke I was going for. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Should we end the podcast there on that joke? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, so like we get the creepy spiders, which I hated because I don't like spiders. They're one of my top fears. We just t- to talk about that a couple years ago on a podcast. Um, <laughs> you remember. Yeah, but the only redeeming quality for this, Bob, I don't know if CJ knows about this, is that those spiders were featured heavily in the Rebels TV show. Um, they go to that one planet, the Rebels animated show, and those spiders are constantly in there, like throughout the entire yeah. show pretty much. Um, I found that out after because I was too busy freaked out because these spiders were <laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, well, I mean, the, the, cool, the cool thing, I mean, John Favreau sort of talked about this uh, in an interview. It might have been on the, the like, the making of, like, the gallery making of season yeah. two, uh, that they, they were uh, an original mock-up design for Hoth oh. in Empire Strikes Back. Huh. That so that's... never got used. So that's... So they, they sort of took them, adapted them, and, and brought them in. So that so that's Dave Filoni doing that in Rebels, then? Knowing that yes. they're supposed to be... Oh, man. These two. Okay. <laughs> these two are no, just... They're, they're the power team. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the episode, um, Mando gets saved by a couple Republic... Not, is it, yeah, it's the new Republic, right? That's the yeah, it's, it's the X-Wings. They come and... Save the day. Uh, call it even. I mean, that, that, that was... I mean, that for me, that saved the episode was seeing the X-Wings sort of in action again. Like, the original yeah. X-Wings yeah. with it's always cool. special effects is just super cool. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the special effects of the new movies are really great, but, like, the, the X-Wings aren't the same as, like, the original ones. So, like, yeah. it's just different. So, like, when you get to see the updated special effects on... The original, like, X-Wing, it's it's cool to watch. Yeah, and we obviously have the Dave Filoni cameo as the second pilot, so that's always exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, so they make it out. Ship's destroyed, but they make it out alive. That's episode two. And then episode three. Might be my favorite of the series. Um, really good. Because we get the appearance of Bo-Katan, 
right out of the gates pretty much. They don't mess around. Anybody that's a fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels, but mostly the Clone Wars, especially Season 7, which we just, just came out. Was that early 2020? So that was that year. Yeah. So we saw Bo-Katan. She makes the ex- appearance from cartoon to live action, and she just blows away my expectations pretty much. Everything about this episode was incredible from start to finish. Yes. Great episode. Action was incredible. Um, the Mandalorians, the three Mandalorians, like actual Mandalorians working together as a unit, just so cool to see. And Bo-Katan, the person that played Bo-Katan, was actually the voice actress in Rebels and the Clone Wars as well, which was actually really cool that she yeah. got to make that switch over. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I think that episode served a lot uh, to fill some some of the plot holes yeah. that were sort of in the Mando of like uh, Mando doesn't take his helmet off but like we've seen all these other people do that before so like what the right. heck uh, and then she's like sort of explains how like uh, that's not exactly uh, what it was going what was going on uh, the question I have right? I mean she says the, the cult he's a part of is like the watch is that death watch yeah or is it not they didn't really like explain that no i I think it's 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 what's left of it's what's left of death watch i believe is it which are featured heavily she would have said death watch like she was there i mean she was yeah unless they just originally she was originally (laughs) a member right Mm, i think so i haven't watched the original Uh, like the prey vizsla right prey vizsla was played by you know voice by no john fabric course I love that. <laughs> cj you haven't watched in the clone wars yep. you haven't watched the clone wars tv show yet right i haven't and i i should but one thing that i was gonna say just kind of in general about both the mandalorian star wars in general and even marvel movies which we'll get to later is if you know all this stuff about it it makes it even more special but even if you don't the, the show is just so good that you're able to watch it and enjoy it without even having a full knowledge of exactly what's happening. Yeah. And that's what they oh, do yeah. so well, is they, they're able to include everybody in these things that are extremely detailed. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the magic. I mean, my my wife, uh, she loves both... She loved The Mandalorian. She was obsessed with WandaVision. She loved WandaVision. And, like... I mean, she's never seen a Star Wars movie till we started dating. Like, yeah. I showed her Star Wars, wow. and, like, she likes it. But she doesn't remember, like, all the stuff I do. But even so, she, like, loves it and, like, gets into it. Uh, I, I think because... And I think that's what... That's what Disney taking over, I think, has done yeah. for all of these franchises. Because um, I think previously... I, I think that's what vaulted the Marvel movies to what they are, to where everybody can enjoy them. Right. When Disney sort of took over. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a superhero movie, but it's still like a movie that we're going to go see. Right. You know? And I think I think they swung and missed with that in uh, the new trilogy for Star Wars. I think they tried. Uh, and I think they did very, very badly. Partially just because I think the the leadership was so murky they're like we're gonna have three different directors yeah right and it was just like with with a property like star like comic books are different than the star wars universe yeah there's source Uh, material yeah and like the star wars universe is 
I, I, like, I mean, it's open, but it's closed. Like, yeah. there are certain, like, rules and boundaries. Where, like, with a comic universe, like, we can just bring in Doctor Strange. We have different timelines, <laughs> right? So, like, whatever we want right. to do, we can sort of, like, explain away. And right. the stars, you just can't. And so I think, uh, I think they really screwed up in that aspect. But I think they brought that to the Mandalorian, especially, uh, of just, like, we're going to make a good show that people can enjoy particularly i mean they use a lot of elements of like old western dramas very much so of samurai movies yep uh, we'll get to that and yeah. <laughs> um yeah so like it's, it's cool because i have my brother's watching it and his girlfriend is she's never really watched star wars my brother kind of mm-hmm. did but like the show has brought people to watch it it's just a good tv show Right. with a Star Wars background, oh, yeah. and they do the perfect blending of it's a good television show mixed with Star Wars nerds are going to freak out over every little detail of it. Like, I appreciate yes. both aspects of it, and that just gets more people to watch it. And then, obviously, you have Baby Yoda, which just draws everybody to the screen. Right. And even right. with the movies, I think that you can kind of differentiate the better movies with the lesser good movies by doing that. Like, if you look at if you were to watch Nine having never seen Star Wars before you have no idea what's going on and it makes no sense to you. Yeah. But if you were to watch episode four, you you could at least enjoy that movie without knowing that uh, Dark Vader, or Dark Vader, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader is, CJ doesn't even know. <laughs> is a significant character without knowing who Luke and Leia are. and like There will be a couple things that you might question, but you can still watch and enjoy that movie. Yeah. To, to be fair, episode four, I mean, it was originally made as its own movie. Yeah. Right, yeah. So with that one. But no, I, I definitely I get your point. Did I say uh, four? Sure. I meant three. I meant revenge. Oh, you Seth. meant three, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> four makes sense because oh, that was yeah. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like four was originally made uh, <laughs> yeah. without any other doubt. Like nobody knew anything about this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Man, this first movie doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um Yeah, right. So that yeah, that's uh the that's uh episode three there. Um and at the end um, Bo-Katan mentions Ahsoka Tano which just sends everybody yes. into a frenzy people knew that there was rumors going around but nothing was solidified but but then the one flaw I have with the show is present in this next episode the episode 3 ends with mentioning Ahsoka Tano and episode 4 we don't, we don't see that yeah. it's just a filler episode which TV yep. shows do because they kind of have to to fill, you know, make you draw it out over a long process but this show like because it's so good you want high quality episodes every time you don't want these filler episodes um in this one chapter 12 the siege uh we meet the old characters uh cara dune grief karga um basically they have to infiltrate a facility because they're like oh he's like i need your help they're like okay you got to help us first which we just saw two episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) kind of a recurring recurring theme um but the interesting i think right here is the picture of it obviously it's a audio medium the biggest thing in this episode is that we learned why they the empire is looking for baby yoda and it's for cloning which is very interesting and then there's a brief picture here the still that they have it looks like snoke um in the cloning facility obviously the kaminoan kaminoan guy was from season one we learned that he was know how to clone and then we find out that they mentioned midichlorians in this episode which is another thing yeah. that sets Star Wars fans off. Kind of came back even after they pushed it away <laughs> as much as they could. Right. Um, and then we appears to be what Snoke looks like Snoke from the newer trilogy in a test tube. So there's definitely like some hidden gems in this one, including Pants Guy. Who, at one point in the show, you could see a guy wearing jeans in the background. 
know that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think they that. removed it, but like at the time, like there was a certain part of the episode where if you paused, you see the guy's leg like in a in a frame. Like oh, pants guy. Like a, a crew guy. Yeah, a crew guy. That's awesome. Oh my god! Wait, this is the episode. Baby, Baby Yoda goes to school. Okay, just kidding. This is a very important episode. <laughs> like he's just going to yes. school. <laughs> he does do that, but I think that. Was... Yeah, no. I mean that that's that's definitely my problem. But the, the Mandalorian has in the first season too. They had a lot of filler episodes. I mean that's that's episode two in this season as well with the yeah. frog lady. That's pure filler, uh, and like. Like, I understand you need that to an extent, but, like, with only eight episodes in a season... You gotta make it count. Uh, I, yeah, I really think you do have to make it count. I mean, they make up for it with some of the good episodes, yeah, and especially right. some of the ones we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, there is a lot of filler that you, like, you show up, you've been waiting for a week, and it's like, uh... Yeah, right, you basically gotta wait two weeks, and you know it's gonna happen, and it still bothers you. Um, and that's, right. like, a good, like, some of the best TV shows ever made... Like, they'll make their filler episodes just as good. Like, maybe it won't drive the plot as much, but, like, the filler episodes will have stuff. It's just an intriguing episode from start to finish. Um, I think The Mandalorian does, it's getting better at that. I think this new season, the filler episodes are a little better, but it's something definitely still that can be worked on. That's the thing, too, with the modern viewing experience is we're so used to having whatever show we want to watch as soon as we can. <laughs> That's true. So now we're waiting for a week, we're building up these expectations, and then we feel even more let down than we typically would. Because if that happened in a show that I'm watching on Netflix, and it's like, whatever, Agnes. Like now, I'll see it in the next. Yeah, you'll just watch the next episode. Or even if you were to go back and watch the Mandalorian now, it probably wouldn't bother us as much. But because we had to wait two weeks for the thing that we were waiting for, and even at that point, after the first week of letdown, you're like, "Well, is she gonna show up in this (laughs) one too? Like, how long are we gonna wait here?" Right. Like, I know we'll get to it later, but with WandaVision, there was a lot of waiting around for the the big splash to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then episode five, it's called the Jedi, and they just give us what we want right out of the gates. First 30 seconds, we see Ahsoka Tano, two white lightsabers, gray, depending on how you want to look at them, um, played by Rosario Dawson. I thought she crushed it. It was tough, very tough to have Ahsoka Tano cartoon, switch it over to live action. Um, people were complaining about things here and there, but that's nearly impossible to do perfectly and in the way everybody imagined it. I thought they knocked it out of the park. Um... One of the best episodes of the series and the show or the season. Um, so we meet Ahsoka Tano. She has a dueled Mando, but then basically, if, I'll help you if you help me. <laughs> but this time I wasn't upset about it because we had Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and we find out that Baby Yoda is not Baby Yoda. He still is Baby Yoda, but his name is Grogu. Um, a lot of people didn't like that. I didn't really mind. It's cool Star Wars. I don't care because I still call him Baby Yoda. Yeah, most people do. Um, he had exactly. to have a show in the name that wasn't Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, right. The child. <laughs> or a name um, in the show, not a show yeah, in the name. You know um, so we find out he was Grogu. We find out that he was at the Jedi Temple when Order 66 happened. Um, he got out somehow. Um, I don't really... Maybe we'll touch on that later as we go on in the show. But I don't know. That's a stone that has yet to be turned over. Um, then we have the cool... Basically, they talk. And then like, there's the whole big thing... I it's been a while since I watched the episode, but I think I remember the big issue some people had with this episode was finding out uh, why Grogu had to be with, or had to leave Mando. I guess it was the whole. She was worried about the um, the connection aspect of it. Right. I mean, 
you got to remember for her, the last time that, I mean, one of the last Jedi she interacted with is Anakin Skywalker, right. who had a strong attachment that turned him evil, so... Right, I can't, I can't, I think what, what she was saying was, like, she wanted him to stay with Mando because of the connection that he had with Mando. When Anakin's connection got ripped away from him and Padme, that's when he completely went to the dark side. Um, so, like... I don't know. That was an interesting talking point people had. I thought they explained it well. I just I know there was some issue there. I don't know if you remember that, Bub. I think I think people. I don't know. I think from what I saw, I'm not like super plugged into like the Star Wars community on the internet normally because they just annoy me. Yeah, I know so much. This was just this was just me talking to a buddy. People, I think people are confused about who Ahsoka Tano is. Like she is not a Jedi. No. Uh, anymore, like the Jedi burned her, uh, and she left. Like, she almost came and back. so she, she like she is not necessarily inclined to do things that the Je- the ways the Jedi Correct. did because they did them. Yep. That way, I mean, like, I mean, there's a, a huge argument to be made that uh, Anakin Skywalker would have never become Darth Vader had the Jedi been more lenient from the start absolutely uh, like stuff wouldn't have had to be kept secret or anything like that I mean that uh, and like there'd be much less fear of like people finding out Anakin wouldn't have been driven to confide in uh, Palpatine anywhere right. near as much had it not had to be a secret from Obi-Wan who was his natural mentor uh, and friend but he couldn't share that with Obi-Wan so he right. had to find someone else to go to so uh, so I think she sees some of that as well and so she's like i'm like i don't necessarily need to do it those ways and so i think people were like poking holes in that she's not doing it like the way that the jedi would but like she's not a jedi so yeah that didn't bother me as much no it's like obviously the jedi they're technically the good people in the prequel trilogy but like as we get older we can see that the jedi were completely flawed and i think you know george lucas did it that way to like later on down the road, as you get older, you realize how flawed the Jedi were, and the Clone Wars definitely helps that out, fill in that like the Jedi were not doing things the entirely correct way, and even Yoda expresses that he's failed because they let things get to where they were. He was blindsided by literally the Chancellor being the Sith Lord, so like mm-hmm. the Jedi weren't perfect either. So you can't really compare it to the other Jedi when they weren't even perfect to begin with. Oh yeah, well I mean that's, I mean. Uh... The, the Last Jedi is probably the most reviled of all the movies and of all the new trilogy, but that was one thing I sort of liked about <laughs> The Last Jedi. I liked Luke's interaction and sort of his wrestling with, like, like the, the old Jedi. ways of the Jedi, especially Yoda sort of coming back and being like, like, yeah, we didn't do things perfectly. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't... I don't want to talk about the Last Jedi anymore. I think CJ and I probably spent ten combined hours no. talking about the Last Jedi. I, yeah, I, I, yes, I understand. <laughs> um, I understand the issues people have with it. I, I don't need to argue, but it is probably my favorite of the new trilogy, which are all my least favorite, though. Okay, like, like I will say that <laughs> we're just, we're just going to move on because I don't. Want, we're not going to do it. Um. Anyway, end of the episode. Terrible movie. <laughs> end of the episode. Um. Ahsoka. We, we, we've had this conversation. Yes. Before. So many times. Um. At the end of the episode, we're focusing on the good things. We're focusing on the Mandalorian. The good things. We're focusing on that. You're right. The only good thing. <laughs> um. She gets in the duel with the random. And this is where you're talking about like the Japanese inspired like samurai stuff. Um. This this whole episode was basically that. Uh, she fights. She duels this person. Very cool. The lady has the. Uh, she has the best car staff, right? 
That's the lady that has it. Um, yeah. And then we get another name drop at the end of this. Soka goes, where's Admiral Thrawn? Huge character. Probably the main the main villain in the Rebels TV series. Also in the books. A lot of people know who Admiral Thrawn is. We get another character drop. That opens a whole new can of worms in the Ahsoka TV show coming out. So this is the last that we see of Ahsoka. But we know she'll be back, obviously, in her own TV show. And then Mando takes Baby Yoda. Because they have to go find an actual Jedi. Who were still up in the air. Like, it was basically split between two people. It was going to be Luke, or it was going to be Ezra from the Rebel CV series. Um, and then there was the third option, which was just Cal Kestis from the Star Wars game, Fallen Order. Those were, like, the three names I was hearing. But nobody really knew for sure who this Jedi, because she was like, you need to take him to an actual Jedi, because she's not Jedi. Um, so then we have... Okay, so then we just don't text you can go, just just that you can go back in our text chain, our group text <laughs> chain. I said Luke was going to be it. Yeah. No, I, I was just they, hoping... I said they CGI'd him in the newest movie that came out. Yeah. It's the one that would make the most conceptual sense. I yeah, was no. Like, it was, I think that's what it I think be. that was... So just a little, little, little brag on myself. No, there. for sure. Um, so then that ends that episode. So it goes one way. Mando and Grogu now go the other way. Um, and then we have the episode where he's basically... Grogu's meditating on a, a giant mountain, talking to a Jedi. We don't know what's going on, actually, when he's doing this meditation. But obviously, the Empire shows up because it's a TV show and something bad needs to happen. Um, but we get Boba Fett to show up this time. In we see actually, in the beginning of the episode, we get Slave 1 flies by Boba Fett's ship, and that's, yes. just like, that's the coolest thing. It's like, Boba Fett shows up, um, and then they work together. Mando and Boba Fett and Fennec Shand um, fight off way too many stormtroopers. <laughs> I don't know where they all came from. It just like kept showing up. Um, Isn't that the the mo of stormtroopers? Yeah, basically, just, just a lot of us there. in one place somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> one of our shots might hit. That's the idea. Um, so there's like very cool action scenes in this. Boba Fett is completely badass. Just shows you how awesome he is. Never really got that in any of the <laughs> the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, but we 100. percent How many years in the making? Fifty, almost fifty almost, years, yeah. forty years. <laughs> 40 years in the making. A lot 40, of... 45, right? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I guess he doesn't uh, come in until Empire the Empire was 81. Movie. 81, yeah. so yeah, 20, almost 40 years. Um, a lot of people like liked Boba Fett because he looks cool, but no one ever really saw Boba Fett. So obviously, Filoni and Favreau do what they need to do and make Boba Fett completely awesome. It's funny, when I was re-watching the Star Wars movies with my girlfriend, she was like, I was really excited when Boba Fett showed up. And she's like, why'd you get excited for that? <laughs> He's gone after like five minutes. And I'm yeah. like, you know, that's that's a good point. All he did was bring Han somewhere. He, he was essentially a UPS driver. Then, then, and then died, died in episode six in the very beginning. Right. It's just, well, didn't die. It's because it's Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, you don't get it if you don't get it. Like, <laughs> first, like just look at him. <laughs> his first appearance, though, was in the Christmas special. Well, right. right. Did you know that? Yeah. No. There's a yeah. halfway through. Have you ever seen it, Bob? Yes. It's, Is it the white armor? I don't know. But like the Christmas special took me three times, three attempts to watch it. It was so bad. But it's there, very bad. There's like Horrible. I think in the middle of the movie there's like an animated short and it's Boba Fett. Huh. Yes. And that's the first time we see him. And then obviously Mand- full circle, Mandalorian definitely does him justice. <laughs> look how he's grown. Yeah, look how he's grown. <laughs> Mando and Boba Fett teaming up is just pretty much all it's as well, awesome I, as it gets. I mean the only the only place we've ever gotten like the Boba Fett that we all like believed in our hearts existed is video games. Yeah, the Bounty Hunter video the, game was incredible. The bounty, uh, the the Battlefront games, Lego like Star Wars, Boba Fett, and like like, <laughs> and that's been it. Like there wasn't 
he was in the Clone Wars, but he's a kid and they don't give him the armor. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, you don't see him in any Bad other guys. of the shows. Like, does he show up at all in Rebels? No. If so, it's not much. No, like, yeah, I think he's I don't remember well. that. So, yeah, like, I mean, literally, it's, it's this character who's one of, if not the most popular characters in all of Star Wars <laughs> that has so little screen time. He's just been built up to be, like, one of the most badass characters in the galaxy that nobody's ever seen actually do no, it. Right. And it, then... Uh, and then John Favreau and Dave Filoni come in and they're like, we're going to make everybody's dreams come true. Yeah. It's just so least. cool. It's so 40 years in the making. It's so, cause we saw Jango Fett be cool. Even like he takes on Obi-Wan right. in a fight. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that was, I think that was George Lucas trying to do Boba Fett justice in a way that made sense. Right. Right. Boba Definitely. Fett obviously couldn't have been like a grown man. Yeah, I wanted point. to see the kid take on uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah the, the only thing, the only gripe I have with Boba Fett in this series is that I hated his under tunic that he wore under he his armor. Yeah, he doesn't have any leg armor or anything. Yeah, no, I wanted his his original underclothes. Yeah, that's very like confusing. A, a tunic, and it, I think it looks weird. But like, <laughs> other than that, I mean... If that's the worst complaint, then yeah, we're yeah. doing good. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, and it gave life and personality. It gave continuity as well, right? Uh, to like the prequels, having Tamua Morrison show up. Oh yeah, and play him without the mask. Like yeah, he was the clones in the in the yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, and Attack of the Clones too. But yeah, yeah, no, he, he was the clones. He was Django, and like I like oh, it yeah, just died. brought Django, right. conceptual like uh, unity bringing it full circle because i mean he did he did the voiceover for boba fett when they came out with whatever the latest iteration of was it oh four i think in oh four when they came out with the original trilogy again for whatever DVD they remastered it oh i didn't know that that's cool uh yep yeah so it's so it's his voice but like you don't ever see him like it's like yeah right so yeah and then yeah that was great the episode was called. great. They because was it was it Clone Wars that like cast doubt on Boba Fett being an actual Mandalorian? Is it Clone Wars that did that? Oh, the, like the TV. I was thinking, yeah. Um, the TV show. Yeah, I was, for some reason I was thinking Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no, I, I think it was the TV show that like like something gets said. I think between. I think it's like. I don't know if they ever touch on it though. I, I think they do because he. Well, that's where it comes from. Like there was this huge doubt that like Boba Fett was actually Mandalorian that they just like stole the armor or whatever. Uh, and I think it came from one of like the the hoity toity Mandalorians from the Clone Wars. It yeah. may have even been Prey Vizsla, like saying he's not really Mandalorian. And then they sort of just brought it full circle by saying he was a foundling, like or well, not him. Uh, Jango was a foundling, like. Is that, in, uh, is that in this episode they talk about that? I think that's actually, I think that's in the last episode when they when they're talking to Bo Katan about it. Is, well, no, well he 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 like shows him in the well. So Mando uh, Mando says, "Oh like, right, I'm not right, right." Give you this armor because you're not a real Mandalorian, right? It belongs to my people. And then he barters and says, "Fine, help me get the kid. I'll give it to you." And then at the end of the episode, he like, shows him <laughs> in like the wrist thing. He's like, "Look, like this is my yeah. family. Like we were foundlings." Uh, Right. I think oh it, it may have been Bo Katan and Boba Fett in Clone Wars. 
And that in that last episode, that might be them resolving it. Oh, interesting. I have to go back and because I haven't watched that the. Might be, that might be what it was. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I haven't watched the early Clone Wars in a while, so I'll have to go back and check that out. Um, but yeah, the same idea of you help me, I'll help you type thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very reoccurring theme this season. I'm just realizing. Um, but the episode is called oh, The Tragedy, because there is a tragedy at the end. Baby Yoda, Grogu gets taken. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Just absolutely heartbreaking. Almost made me quit the series. Yeah, I almost stopped watching. <laughs> um, quick quick little cut in. Yeah. I know this is the stuff, but this is sports. The yeah, Rangers are up 9 to nothing with 20 seconds to go in the second period. Against who? The Flyers. Who needs coaches? <laughs> whole, whole, whole other period to go they just went up 9 nothing. so Jeez. back to the stuff back wow. to the stuff yeah. um, so episode 15 uh, we have a whole crew now we have Mando um, they go and get Bill Burr's character in the beginning they go find him in a prison get him Mayfield Cara Dune Boba Fett Fennec Shan and I think that's the crew as of now the five of them um, they get on Slave 1 because oh yeah because Razor Crest got blown up in the last episode see ya um, which I think made my Lego set more valuable. Just saying. <laughs> um, so in a classic, you help me, I'll help you type scenario. Wow. Um, they go to this planet that the Empire Empire's mining, um, and they're like, okay, we have to go get some codes. I think it's codes, right? Because they have to find where. Um, yeah. Yes. Name? Moff Gideon. Sorry. They have to find it's where. Always he's... codes. Yeah. They always have to go in in Star Wars. They always have to go to a physical spot. Get a code. To get the codes. So, <laughs> and that, honestly, that might just be them paying homage to Star Wars. You have to go and get the codes, like because oh, that that is one of the things that I appreciate so much about like John Favreau and Dave Filoni watching the first season gallery the making of because yeah. they talked about how they oh, took yeah. like a lot of the stuff that like doesn't totally make sense about Star Wars, but, like, makes it Star Wars, and they're just like, we're going to run with it. We're not, like, going to try and fix it or, like, explain it away. We're just going to, like, roll. <laughs> and so and I really like that. Yeah, and I, I, if you haven't already, I highly recommend watching the Making of documentary series because it yes. is incredible. You'd think it'd be, like, boring because it's Making of, but, like, them just talking at the table, showing behind-the-scenes stuff, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, so, yeah, they have to go to a mining facility, get the code, um, the the best part of this episode though is Bill Burr is his acting performance I think in that in when they're sitting in the mess hall basically there's tension in the air because Mando and Bill Burr are undercover Mando has to take his helmet off to get the code obviously because he can't just get the code normally um, he takes his helmet off which is a huge step in the direction of getting rid of the Kree I guess like moving away from it sticking to it strictly I should say um, so yeah we see that but Bill Burr puts on a great acting performance talking about how what happened? The Imperial officer he was talking to killed his family? Yeah. Is or, that, I think that's what it was. Was that it, Bob? Do you remember? Oh, uh, no, no. He he was Imperial. He was Imperial. Oh, right. The commanding told officer to... ordered a fire on, like, like his squadron was doing something. I forget. They were, like, on a mission, and the guy ordered a fire, like, on the whole building or whatever without regard for... Uh, him and his crew, and like I think everybody but him died. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, so that was like there's like very tense scene. Mando has his helmet off. Um, Bill Bird does a fantastic job as Mayfield in this scene. And then he just shoots the Imperial officer in the middle of an Imperial base. All hell breaks loose. Uh, they escape, and then the last bit of redeeming, I think, awesomeness in this episode is when Slave One's flying away, drops the depth chart or whatever, and you hear the sound effect that was in. 
Attack of the Clones was just so cool. <laughs> the sound effect. Yes. I, I, like, I can't just... That's if you know that, it, you know it. That's one thing I love about... The, especially, like, with Mando, they do, they do such a good job of paying homage to the the movies. Just with, like, yes. with either the small sound effects, like, any time that someone goes flying over and I just... Ah! Yes, the little <laughs> and, helm scream. Or, like... Um, and I think it was the second episode of the season where we already talked about when the X-Wings, the shot from inside the X-Wings looks just like it does yeah. in the 80s, which is so cool. It's, they do such a good job. I can't emphasize how well done the show is made, at least from like a uh, creation of the Star Wars universe standpoint. We can, t- you can talk about the filler episodes and all that, but no, so they, uh, and then basically they're like, Bill Burr, you can go free. So he gets You helped up, us, we'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> you helped us, we helped you. You're free now. Um. All leading up to chapter 16, Woo! which is The Rescue, which is uh, just an unbelievable episode, start to finish. We get Bo-Katan in Casca Reeves, played by WWE superstar Sasha Banks. <laughs> um, we get those two teaming up with Mando now. We have a little, basically a pissing contest between Boba Fett and Bo-Katan, um, uh-huh. saying how basically you're just a clone, but he's like, no, you got to respect me more because I'm a Mandalorian. Um, so yeah, they... Uh, Basically, go on a mission to save Grogu from Moff Gideon, who has him. And we see the uh, the Dark Troopers. Is that what they're called? Death Troopers? Dark or Death? Dark. Uh, no. I think they're Dark Troopers, because the Death. I don't know. I'll look it up. No, these are the Dark Troopers. Okay, Dark Troopers. Yeah, so they're basically yes. like droids that you can't kill. <laughs> um, see, we have like. We gotta, yeah, they gotta, we gotta get him back from, from Pierce's brother. Pierce's half-brother. Yeah. Um, so, they basically giant, <laughs> giant battle. Well, not giant. Just a one-on-one battle scene between Moff Gideon and Mando. Mando kicks his butt, obviously. Um, we'll get to that in a second, because apparently it was very important that he kicked his butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the Dark Troopers, or they have, they're basically in the, where are they, the bridge? And the Dark Troopers have him cornered. Um... But then there's one X-wing that flies by the window, um, and then I think exactly I think I blacked out as I, soon as it comes out. I think I blacked space. out. I blacked out after that. I don't honestly remember what happened in the episode. Um, but no, we have uh, the X-wing fly by, and at that point, all bets are off. Everyone knows. I mean, most people, Star Wars fans, know it's Luke Skywalker coming to save the day. Um, and then the green lightsaber definitely seals the deal. And the um, robot hand. Yeah, the robot hand. <laughs> so like Luke just goes to town on all these. Dark Troopers kills all of them, um, and then the show gets like incredibly emotional. I know. <laughs> like yeah. I had tears in my eyes watching the last scene where Grogu like goes with Luke and Mando takes his helmet off for him for the first time so he can see his face, um, and then he like Luke carries him away. R two D two is happy to see R two D two shows up. Of course, another great cameo. Um, <laughs> the best cameo in the series. <laughs> I, I, maybe. Um, That's. That's just why, like, that's why the people who create this show deserve all the awards, not just from Star Wars specific things, but for, just from cinematography. The idea that they were able to create such an emotional connection between one character who doesn't talk and one character who doesn't have a face. He doesn't talk, but he makes the cutest noises ever. <laughs> yeah, like, but like the like, yeah, the man, like you don't see his face, right. and you have this like they build such an emotional connection that like the audience is into as well like i it's i don't know exactly how like 
I that's they, why they talked in the making of they talked about it's like the way that Mando like moves his head and stuff like that like it, that like plays into it I'm like how how do you do this it's right. like makes it we're clearly not directors <laughs> how does moving your head a fraction of an inch to the right show how much emotion you're feeling like it just doesn't make sense they're but, genius they're yeah. honestly they're geniuses like these two specifically it works like there's a character who doesn't say anything a character who doesn't have a face yeah and they have an emotional connection that you can feel that you feel a part of right it's uh, and it's like like that I mean that was I think that's way more emotional than Darth Vader and Luke ever was right at the end of Return of the Jedi yeah and oh. like it's like how yeah also shout out to Peyton Reed the guy who actually directed this episode um, director of the Ant-Man movies um, he did a he did a great job directing this episode but yeah we at the end we have Grogu goes off with Luke Skywalker which is so cool to see we have the complete circle there um, also we are now on a ticking time bomb for when Kylo Ren kills everyone <laughs> and every day we don't have another season of Mandalorian I get more and more worried <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we have the whole thing between the Mandalorians at the end because in Mandalorian yes. Kree or Law basically if you defeat the person with the Darksaber yeah the Darksaber was involved we didn't really talk about that too much yeah um, the Darksaber we saw they the don't the really one. talk about it too no, much shows up at the end of the end of the series um, but yeah basically Mando beats Moff Gideon for the Darksaber and then Bo-Katan's like no also Bo-Katan gets lit up at one point like with gunshots in this episode <laughs> and no one seemed to care but like, like she just got destroyed by Moff Gideon. But we moved on. Um, basically, he goes to hand her the dark saber, and she's like, "No, I have to beat you in combat." And he's like, "I yield," which is hilarious, by the way. He's like, "I yield, take it." She's like, "No, it doesn't work like that," which is interesting because like you look back at the helmet thing's not a big deal. Why is this such a big yep. deal? But they'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll answer all of our questions. Um, so that's a little interesting tidbit there. And then at the we have the post credit scene, obviously. Where yes. We have Boba Fett and Fennec show up to Jabba's palace, very well known place in Star Wars movie world, um, and they kill everybody there. Um, they literally shoot everyone. I think at Jabba's palace, Boba yeah. Fett sits on the throne. She sits next to him, and then it says Book of Boba Fett coming December twenty twenty one, and that is how the show ends. And then there was probably two two weeks of speculation of what the heck are they doing like is this mando season three is this something completely different but they confirmed that this is going to be its own thing mando season three will come back in 2022 which is unfortunate obviously because mando's a fantastic show but definitely very cool to see what they do here with the book of boba fett and what he can do with this so i'll just get your guys thoughts on the book of boba fett this uh this december it's exciting i mean we already talked about how that's one of the characters that we didn't get a ton of and the Mandalorian was a great introduction to him, but I'm sure if we were to go back and time it out, it's still probably not much more than an hour of him with legit screen time. <laughs> so it's it'll be really cool to see him. Like we're gonna what we got out of the Mandalorian, which was a character we didn't even know about. Now we're gonna get it from the character that we've been waiting for, as we yeah. said earlier, forty years to see in action, right. which is really exciting. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to have to be careful because I think this show is going to bring with it a lot more expectations. Yes, like you said, I think 
people didn't come in with a ton of expectations of Mandalorian. It was right. very like, what is this going to be? It's a new character, which in a lot of ways is easier to do. In some ways it's harder, in a lot of ways it's easier, especially with Star Wars fans with how rabid they are. <laughs> about the what are you talking about? Um, and so the biggest thing that I'm worried about is them turning Boba Fett into a good guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, because he's the main character of the show. In their defense, like it's the beginning so far, of the show is him killing a bunch of people. So, no, I mean that's true. <laughs> uh, that, that's true. But I mean, he kills bad people. I mean, they're sleazy yeah. crime lords. Right. So I mean, like, like I want it to be. He's also kind of like a power hungry guy that just wants to keep his power. But he's a bounty hunter. Yeah, I don't want them. Cause, I mean that. That that's my biggest problem. Not I, mean, I always get diverted to these new movies, but. Solo is my least favorite <laughs> Star Wars property ever, in large part because I think they screw with the character of Han Solo by making him always have been the good guy. Right, right. What you mean. Whereas, like, a big part of, like, I mean, the, the emotional suspense of A New Hope is, oh, he's not really that good of a guy. He's going to leave. And then he comes back, and it's surprising. Yeah, and right. Then, uh, then Solo's like, oh no, he's he's always coming back. I he's you, always yeah. been coming back ever since he was young. And so, so I don't want Boba Fett to become a good guy. And I'll say that it's, it's difficult to have a show based around a villain where you don't turn him into like at the bare minimum an anti-hero. And like again, that's that's not what I want from. Boba Fett. I don't want him to be an anti-hero either. Right. Like I want him to be like a selfish bounty hunter that gets hired by sleazy people to do like super badass awesome <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we'll like, be like you know, we'll be like Walter White in Breaking Bad, where like you're kind of rooting for him, even though you know you should be rooting against him. He's a great example because he's yeah. legitimately a bad guy. Like, right. There's not really much redeeming. Like. He's trying to like make money for his family, but he's there's really nothing good about him. What <laughs> I think, uh, have any of you guys watched You on Netflix? Yeah, either? I've heard about it. I haven't watched I think it. That's a, a weird one too. Right, like, where like you're kind of rooting for this guy, even though it's like, oh, you're a horrible person, but like, yeah. uh, I don't know why. Well, like, I just kind of like you. <laughs> you root for him a little bit until you're like, wait, no, I can't. But, but that's <laughs> that's the one benefit of Boba Fett is that we are rooting for him to do bad things. Yes, like yes. we don't want yes. to see him, you know, helping another Mandalorian to solve whatever task, and I'll help you, you help me. Situation. We want him to be selfish. We want him to be greedy. We want him to be killing people and doing whatever he needs to do to be the most badass character that we've built him up to be over the past forty years. Oh yeah, I will say I'm I'm very very happy it's not going to be mushed into Mandalorian season three. Yeah, I'm glad it's that, that would take away from what they built, and yeah. it would become like I mean everyone's interest would suddenly draw to Boba Fett. So I'm 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 very glad it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, no, I, there was a lot of speculation. I was worried for myself. I was worried like, oh, is this going to be what the Mandalorian is? Because each each episode of the Mandalorian was a chapter. Obviously, this is the book of Boba Fett. I was like, uh-oh. But no, it's two different things. Also, we get the announcement of the Ahsoka Tano show, and then the Rangers of the New Republic, which already has a lead change, <laughs> with uh, Cara Dune no longer being employed by Marvel. Um, Disney, I should say. But I don't know if you saw this, Bub. 
the rumor going around now is that Harrison Dula will be the main character in the show, who is obviously the main character in Rebels. Really? Yeah, that's the rumor going around right now that she'll be the head of that show. Okay. So, I'd be into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that pretty much that covers The Mandalorian. Um, any clo- well, didn't, didn't even mention the, the most exciting show of all, the one we've been waiting for. What's that? Obi-Wan. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that. funny because like because that's already been like talked about. I didn't even think about like mentioning, it, but yeah, that's that's a long way off. I still think. Oh, and the Cassian Andor show, which I think will. Well, you mentioned that Obi Wan's gonna be a main character in that. Uh, I think I think so. Like the, the headline I saw said featured. Yeah, yeah. Which to me says main character. Yeah. Right. And then like as I dug, I think it was a misleading headline, and I think he's going to show up as long as he's in it. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. No, Ian McGregor is amazing. The only the we we'll get off of this, but Obi Wan show. Well, I mean, they've already said there's gonna be a Vader Obi Wan fight scene. The only other thing I want is I want Liam Neeson as a Force ghost. Yeah, he said he'd be welcome to do it. Ian McGregor. He said he would wanna. I mean, they they talked about in the that in Clone Wars is obviously big in the Force ghost. We right. obviously see him in the original trilogy, but in the, even the end of episode three, Yoda mentions right. Obi Wan that I've talked to your former master. So like we never really got that. So like obviously there's a plan in the. And worst obviously Obi Wan knows how to do it at the end of six, so we know that he has to, or and in five, so and we a, know that he yeah. has to learn how to do it. And a four, yeah, and a four. And a four. <laughs> and I five answers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Of course, yeah, but who can forget? I mean. Interesting, something I didn't actually note till I looked it up because it sounded just like him. In the Clone Wars, when Qui-Gon shows up, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah it absolutely yeah. is. That, that arc is cool in the Clone Wars when they have that mm-hmm. the whole Force Ghost thing and all that. Um, so yes, I agree. future of Star Wars, led by Filoni and um, Favreau, I mean, it's in good hands. Like, Much Filoni better hands than it was in charge. Yeah. I think like John Favreau needs to be put in... Kathleen Kennedy's position. Yeah, and Filoni just needs to be there for every project because he knows Star Wars more than anyone. Like he literally, George Lucas picked him, and like we can you can criticize George Lucas all you want. The man created Star Wars, so like, (laughs) right? Like if if George Lucas is going to handpick you, you must be pretty special. And if you don't love everything he's done, you still got to be happy that he gave us the things to complain about to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So yeah, we'll. uh, Bob will definitely have you on when all that stuff happens. We'll be probably more timely. Maybe once a week we can meet up, do a quick recap as opposed to the whole season at once. Um, especially now that you know we got this cool little fancy setup. We know what we're doing now. Right. The big leagues. <laughs> even though it took us 25 minutes to get set up in the first place. <laughs> but now hey, we That's okay. Um, so, yeah, switching over to Marvel, but still under Disney. We had the uh, TV show of WandaVision, which was picked up pretty much after The Mandalorian left off. So... Disney plus hole in our heart was filled very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll do the same thing. Break down. Um, I guess I don't know. Quickly go expectations for the show. I'll go first. Like going into it, um, I love Wanda as a character. I thought she was very interesting, and I like Elizabeth Olsen. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, we know. Yes, we know. Um, I, I always liked we her know. character. I I consider her the strongest Avenger of the group. And and I liked the idea that this was gonna be like a sitcom thing because I liked I think that was I thought that was very creative. Um, so that was my expectations going into it. I didn't set these high expectations, but we'll get into it as the show went on. Expectations shot through the roof, but 
we'll get to that. CJ, what about your going into the show in person? Yeah, I don't want to speak for you, Bub, but I feel like we both kind of went into it with the same mindset of I don't really know what to expect out of this. And I, it was it was exciting, but because it was the first uh, Marvel show that we were getting, but I just I had no idea what I was expecting. I thought it could be great. I thought it could just be something kind of irrelevant to the main MCU. I had no idea, and I was pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I think yeah, we were definitely in the same boat. I didn't know what to expect. I will say, like, I didn't really care. I was kind of looking past the show already because Bucky's one of my favorite characters right. in the MCU. Right. So I was kind of, like, already, like, I was, like, I mean, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the show I'm hyped for. Like, WandaVision's coming first, so, like, it's, like, whatever, but, like, I'm excited for that. And, like, yeah, I mean, the previews, the previews were, were weird to the point, like, I mean, they were supposed to be. But to the yeah. point where, like, I like I had no idea, and I think that made me a little bit uninterested. Was that I had no idea yeah. uh, what was going on, uh, and I think I mean not to to jump too quickly, but the fir- through the first two episodes, I think that attitude sort of stayed with me a little bit. Yeah, because I still was like, I have no idea what's going on, so I'm losing a little bit of interest. So, like, I mean, that's. They, they released those first two at once. Yeah, good idea, My wife probably. will tell you, like, the next week, I, like, forgot that <laughs> the show had come out. No, like, I did. Like, yeah, I was right. not, like, thinking about that's it the fair. whole week. I, like, forgot. I was like, oh, that's on. Like, yeah, let's watch it. Uh, whereas, like, I mean, with The Mandalorian, I was always, like, I was like, let's Ready get up yeah. at 4 a.m. before work and watch <laughs> it. Uh, before, yeah. And so... So yeah, like I mean, even that that expectation sort of even carried in through the first couple episodes, to where I was like, I was like, meh, like I was like, <laughs> it's cool. I know it'll be a cool concept once they reveal it, but I'm not invested yet because there are very few puzzle pieces for me to put together yet. Right, oh, and that's fair. the thing. Just to sort of transition into what happened in the first two episodes, they gave us like very small Easter eggs. There were some that I went back and I didn't even notice the first time I was watching through. Obviously, there's like the main, like the cutaway at the end where they zoom out from the TV screen that has WandaVision playing, and it's like, okay, clearly somebody's watching this show. It's not just for us. And then, like, there's the the drone that's red and the like. So you, it's black and white in the first two episodes, yeah. and then at the end of the second one is with the red it. drone. I think so. I think, and obviously it's you know, that's confusing in itself. But one thing, one of the Easter eggs that I didn't notice is that on the drone it had sword on it. Right. So I didn't see that until after I had gone back. Obviously, that's a pretty significant clue to drop, but still, even with that, you still don't totally know what's going on through the first couple episodes. Yeah, no, and I and that's where I think I'm different a little bit. I love the fact that I didn't know what was going on. Like, I'm a die-on Marvel guy, <laughs> so I know I'm watching this from beginning to end, no matter what happens. Right. But I like I loved the uh, sitcom style. I thought that, like, some of the jokes were actually funny, but, like, they obviously overdid it because they were playing a sitcom in a TV show, which is very interesting. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect. But yeah, the first, I think they put the first two episodes on the same night for a, for a reason. Because Great. they knew it would be like, okay, we'll get these two out of the way. Um, so I think it was fi- yeah. 50s and 60s. And there was like weird, weird, some weird things in the background sometimes where you're like, all right, something else is going on here. You're still not 100% right. sure. But that's just, you know, draw you in. 
And then did, did you watch the making of not yet. WandaVision yet? No. Okay, like, I don't want to talk about it then. Okay. Um, I'll so, let you watch it. So then at the, I think at the end of episode two, she gets pregnant. Um, and then episode two, we start to see a little more. Obviously, the show's in... Well, episode one has, like, where the guy's choking on the food, right? I think that was episode one, where he's choking on the food, and his wife's just like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so, like, obviously, things are weird. You can tell this isn't a normal TV show. And, of course, we, right. all, we oh, all know yeah. Vision's dead. Like, that's <laughs> happened in Whoa. Infinity War. So, um, so episode three happens, um, I think that's the 70s, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the 70s. She, uh, has two children in this episode. Twins. Billy and, was it Billy and Bobby? Bobby. Is that who it was? Billy and Bobby? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and just as time goes on in this episode, more and more strange things happen. And at the end of the episode, that's when she kicks the lady out of the... Her... Monica. Uh, yeah, Monica. They, she kicks her out of her world that she's living in. And then you find out, okay, there's an outside world... And then episode four is the, that's where they start explaining everything. Right. Um, yes. We have Jimmy Jimmy Woo played by uh, John Krasinski. Office joke. Billy right and there. Tommy. <laughs> Billy and Tommy. 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 Kids. That's what it was. Tommy. But yes, yes, yes. Jim Halpert. <laughs> uh, Jim Halpert. Uh, um, Randall Park, who does a fantastic job in the show. Um, and then yeah, Monica. She gets kicked out. But then we like do a little flashback. We find out that she is. That was really cool. This episode. Showed you the blip, which is what they refer to it in the Marvel Universe. They right. show the snap people... at the end of uh, yeah, Infinity, Infinity War, War, for those that don't know. Um, it shows people coming back, and I thought that was very interesting. We hadn't seen that side of it. And I think we'll see more of that in other Marvel TV shows. Um, so we find out that she went like to go investigate something. She is the daughter of... don't remember her name. The lady in Captain Marvel. Rambo. Like <laughs> yeah, her, uh, her mother was... Maybe not. Yeah, her was uh, Captain Marvel's like best friend, so she's part of Sword now, which is basically Shield. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> um, I don't really know what the difference is. Yeah. No. So like we uh, see more of this the outside world. We find out that basically Wanda's taken over. What's the name of the place? In Westview. New Westview, New Jersey. Maria. Um, Maria Rambo. Sorry. No, you're good. Maria. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she takes over Westfield, New Jersey, and basically people don't think the place exists now. Because Wanda's basically taking it over. Um, so, yeah, we just get those two figuring this all out in this episode. Um, and then one of my least favorite characters in Marvel is Darcy Lewis. I can't stand her. Uh, <laughs> I think her, uh, I think her jokes miss a lot. I don't think she's that funny. Um, she shows up. But she's one of the few characters that it seems like is constantly trying to be funny. Yeah, that's my issue. So I get, I get where you're coming from there. Uh, one thing in this episode, and it's not significant at all to the plot or anything, but just to go back to what we talked about with uh, Star Wars too, the small attention to detail that Marvel pays. Um, Jimmy Woo, at, when he first, when uh, Monica pulls up to the to the site of Westview and she introduces herself to him. Remember in Ant-Man? <laughs> Remember in Ant-Man when um, Paul Rudd does... Did you mute your phone? Yeah, I anyway, turned yes. down for a little bit. Continue. So remember when uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Woo, uh, Paul Rudd does the close-up magic trick with right. the card? When Monica is walking up to 
uh, Jimmy Woo's character. Right, he does. The... He does it with his business card, yeah. and I'm like, that's just that's so just useless, but awesome. Yeah, Marvel's the king of doing that. Um, and I believe the end of this episode is she goes into the vortex basically, and then we realize it's a complete circle. Right. Um, and then, <coughs> excuse me, Bob, you good now? <laughs> Are you good now? Something was playing. Uh, I, what was going on there? On your end? Oh, I walked into the other room. Uh, <laughs> charger. That's um, okay. We turned you down. Yeah, we're good. Um, my bad. So yeah, then well, uh, episode five. I think this is one of my favorite ones of the. I think they're in the eighties now. Um, Vision. Oh, yeah. Full be- house. Yeah, <laughs> Vision begins to see that something's up, um, and then obviously Sword tries to kill Wanda. She's just stupid because they. Of course, there's always the mean military guy trying to kill somebody that he doesn't need to kill. Um, and then, so yeah, we have Sword shows up. They try to kill Wanda. She says no, and then she comes out of the vortex and basically tells Sword to leave her alone. And that's uh-huh. pretty much that entire... Is that the episode where... What's his name? You know who shows up or no? Yes. Yep. Okay, so yep. at the end of the episode, we do get Quicksilver shows up, but... It's the X-Men Quicksilver. I can't think of his name. Peter. Evan Peters. Evan Peters, right. Oh, the actor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Evan Peters, yeah, that's who it is. He shows up at the end of that one, and then that's where, like, everything just... That's where my expectations start going through the roof. Of just, like, Mm -hmm. this this show's going to do so much. Of, like, for Marvel itself. This is where I got really excited, and then there was the tease that came from uh, both... um, Elizabeth Olsen and Vision, uh, whose name I'm blanking Paul on. Bentley? Bentley, yes. yeah. Paul Bentley. Yeah. Uh, where they said there was a Luke Skywalker-like cameo coming at some point. Yep. Yeah, and then the, it got bad when the director's like, well, he dug himself into that hole, they can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, so, the, yeah, the only, yeah, the only disappointments I had with the show were them overplaying their hand especially like with that cameo thing like because again I, like we're waiting for something bigger uh, and then with what they did with Pietro uh, I think we were all hoping it was actually a tie to the X-Men yeah actually I, like I think it will be eventually Pietro. I think it will be eventually I think this was opening the door to that I haven't I mean they gave him like a different like name though like but, he was a, he was a, a person yeah could it have been like an yeah. alias maybe that's what people are suggesting I don't think we're done with that at all my in my opinion at because least. why would you cast the I same exact actor they knew if what that's they, like, what you're gonna do with it yeah I mean they could have just done it as like a fun Easter egg right but that's not even an Easter egg that's nothing like an Easter egg is generally giving you some sort of idea as to what's gonna happen, but like this is just like no. you're you're teasing us for the sake of teasing us. Yeah, but I don't like. Right. Yeah. Marvel has never not done that. Like they they don't do these things lightly. Right. So I think this will come into play later on because Marvel's never let us down in that instance. Maybe for the show we'll get into that. It let us down a little bit in that aspect, but I don't think we're done. A lot of things that people want in this show, I think we'll get eventually. We'll we'll keep going. We'll quickly run through these episodes and to break down the idea of it as a whole um episode six was the halloween one which was the original vision and the original scarlet witch costumes which is a very nice little homage there um but then we see wanda kind of freak out and, and re- vision sort of figures out a little bit more about what's going on yeah so we realize that she's in control of pretty much everyone even though as the audience we kind of knew that 
Is this the episode where he breaks out and, like, almost dies? Yeah, it is. This like, is the episode where he talks to, uh, um, what's her name? Agatha? Uh, no, the okay. Agatha. Agnes, oh, right, right. Yeah. But you think, yeah, because everyone thought she was, like, because her name is Agnes, everyone's like, oh. Agnes, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, everyone thought that <laughs> this is the bad person, but then she does the mean trick here. You don't think that's actually her. Um, but, right. yeah, like, Vision breaks out at the end, but then Wanda just expands the entire Vex even more to control more people. Um, in episode seven, she's completely lost it. Um, <laughs> this was, like, the Modern Family-esque yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, Clearly, she's completely lost it. Uh, she kind of admits that, and then at the end of the episode, we realize that it's been Agatha all along. No, not right now. Um, <laughs> and so we realize that there's been another witch at the helm of all this. Um, and I think that is in episode eight, where we see the flashback for Agatha. Yes. The beginning of episode eight, she's like a witch from the early. Oh my gosh! Breaking news: more Salem. sports. Albany just hired Marquette's assistant coach to be their men's basketball coach. All right. Let's go, Albany. Um, <laughs> see, that we... This is... This is when, like, Wanda... Oh, yeah, because at the end of the episode, episode seven, she, like, puts Wanda... She traps her in that room. And then episode eight is when we go through all of Wanda's life, dating back to when her and Pietro were young. Um, that one's pretty cool. And then we see why everything was a sitcom and all that, because that was the TV she watched. Which was actually really cool. You know how desperate I was for a cameo that was Luke Skywalker-esque? When they were hiding under the table and there was the Stark Industries bomb that was sitting in front of them that wasn't going to detonate. There, You hear a noise overhead and I convinced myself for half a second that it was Tony Stark coming to like dismantle the bomb or something. <laughs> I was like, something has to happen here with Iron Man. Because like that's the one person that we weren't expecting. So I was like, ooh, maybe. And then, of course, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's dating back to Iron Man 1. That wasn't like... That was just the, the bad guys basically stealing Stark Industries technology. Right. Because Obadiah, I think, was selling it to him to make money. Right, but well, in yeah, Iron Man was, 1, how he goes over to... Yes. Yes. Yeah, selling it to him. Um, so we basically relive her. This is cool because this episode just fills in the background of Wanda's life up until the point where Hydra gets a hold of her. Right. Um, and then it fills in the the relationship with Wanda and Vision a little bit as well. Yeah. So that, that with uh, where where are they? Are they? Is it like Avengers headquarters where she's like? Yeah. The upstate New York Avengers headquarters he is there. Yeah. Um, so then she, like, we see at the end that they were supposed to live together in Westfield. Is it Westview? Westview. Westview. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we see she has she has the mental breakdown, and that's when she basically takes over the, the entire area. Um, and then the series finale, which is where everybody... Well, well back up just a second. That's also when we learn... Is, is it this? That's also when we learn she didn't actually kidnap Vision's body? Oh, right, she... Right. They let her... like, the whole time, like... All they showed, like, right. they showed that, like, scene where she smashes the glass, and then, they, like, the the sword guy says that she stole the body. So we're, like, assuming she's brought Vision back to life. In reality, that's not true. And then at the end of that episode, that's when we get the first glimpse of Luke Skywalker, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. just White Vision. Yeah, right. Someone that Paul Bettany's worked with for a long time. <laughs> that was funny. I just... 
What a douchebag. I saw somebody tweet, <laughs> tweet out, like, props to him for, like, thinking he was on the level of Luke Skywalker. Like, honestly, good for you, man, but no. <laughs> that, oh, that's so dumb. So, yeah, but, yeah that's... Oh. So we, we go into the series finale, which is actually funny, because I think it is a series finale of the show. There won't be a season two. Right. But then, basically, yeah. uh, a lot of battle scenes, Wanda versus Agatha, and then basically comes down to Wanda can either live the life she's living... Or she can break away from Agatha and return to the real world. Um, obviously, she really depressingly she kills her. She kills Vision again. <laughs> not not before him and Fake Vision have a Vision off, which right. is very very interesting. Where they just try to one up each other with smart words. Um, so yeah, they have this face off at the end, and that's pretty much how the series ends. Um, she just flies away, and that's that. And then that's where everyone. People got angry. I personally was upset at first, but then I realized there's no need to be upset. Um, so yeah, we can get quickly touch on things we expect and we didn't get. I'll start. Um, obviously, we had the Quicksilver thing, which turned into a boner joke, uh, which pissed a lot of people off. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had Doctor Strange never showing up, even though they mentioned the Sorcerer Supreme and all that. Um, and then we had, what is it, the like aerospace engineer that Monica mentioned. A lot of people thought that was going to be Reed Richards. Right. Um fantastic four tie-in but it wasn't that um pretty much everything that people assumed didn't <laughs> didn't come true um but then i came to the realization that it makes sense because they're main money makers of the movies and big stuff i this is what my uh final idea was the big stuff's gonna happen in the movies the shows are gonna be filling like they're gonna fill in background and progress stories a little bit but all the major major things will still happen in the movies so like and then that made me see the show in a new light like they never promised us all this crazy stuff that we assumed was going to happen. Obviously, they dropped Easter eggs for it, but like Marvel does, they'll use it, and I think they'll do it right in the end. But yeah, definitely. And then it made me appreciate the show a little more, and it was a, we got more background information on Wanda and Vision, and like what she's going through because she's. I think this is the third time Vision died now. Yeah. Twice in five minutes, and now this time. <laughs> so it's like that's awful for. Her. I thought Elizabeth Olsen did a fantastic job acting in the show. Like I legitimately thought she was great. Um, and then like at the end Monica who now is a superhero she has powers after going right. through the, the hex one more time um, she runs into a, is that the Kree? no Kree yes. is it the Kree? yeah she runs into one of the shapeshifters from Captain Marvel and she's like he wants to talk to you and they point up to the sky and I assume that means Nick Fury because yes. um, at the end of Captain Marvel we see him in a, is that Captain Marvel? and Captain Marvel is in the giant space yep um no, that was at the end of Spider-Man. Because they didn't Captain Marvel. She shows up to the Avengers and, like, where's Fury? And that was after the snap happened. I think it was at the end of Spider-Man. The second Spider-Man movie. I think it was at the end of that that post credit scene was... Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then... So that's how the show ends. And, like, overall, I loved it. I think um, a lot of the shows are going to be... I think people's expectations are going to be more well-mannered now, knowing what to expect. And, I, like I said, I still think they're going to stick the big stuff to the movies so that's my idea of the show as a whole that's a little disappointing though right yeah like, we want the shows to give us something that we feel like is going to be hugely significant like yeah i like, get that but like the idea is like that people a lot of people's angry reaction in the beginning was oh they're just gonna put all the shows on disney plus i don't want to pay for disney plus that was the idea i mean that's why people got angry so i think they're gonna give people that have disney plus extra stuff but i still think the main stuff's gonna be in the movies because that's what they did for 23 straight movies and that's but like so you say the movies are the main money maker but you pay 
I don't yeah. know how much they actually get. No, I know what but you, like, let's yeah. say fifteen dollars goes to Marvel for that one movie experience that you're getting, as opposed to this was eight episodes, nine, nine episodes. So that's two months plus an extra week. So you're paying for three months of Disney Plus. So you're paying twenty one dollars. Yeah, I think per... we've done the math on all this. I just like I don't know. The movies get the most attention, so I think they'll stick stick with the big stuff in the movies. But I still like that. The, the CEO of Disney, the new guy after, who is it? Bob Eager stepped down, I think, right? Yeah, he did. Someone new is up, and they've said that, like, they're trying to pivot to streaming. Uh, like, they're pivoting away from, I mean, like, TV, like, stuff on, like, Disney Channel, stuff like that. I think they've also said that they're largely going to start pivoting, not completely away from the box office, but, uh, like, incorporating more stuff into the, the streaming services as well yeah so, i think for the first round of shows at least and we'll see as time goes on and if they do make the movie oh yeah streaming. i mean yeah again i mean the, the ending was just disappointing because of what they i mean what they convinced us was right, the expectations like, they gave us yeah, I, I like we weren't sitting there. We wouldn't have come up with it on our own. Saying, yeah, they oh, definitely. Ian McKellen's gonna show up. <laughs> we wouldn't have just said that, except, uh, except Elizabeth Olsen said we're gonna have somebody that's a Luke Skywalker level cameo. Right. And so we were just waiting and waiting, and we're like, oh, it's the last episode. Something crazy's gonna happen. Right. And then like, like nothing crazy happened. So it was a letdown again. Like, I mean, it, had they not said anything. It yeah. wouldn't have been a letdown at all. That's their own. Like that. That's why I say like they just overplayed their hand when they didn't have to. Yeah, the director. Like, the director said like, well, the director even said they dug themselves into that hole. He also said like, I wanted to tell a story of Wandavision. I wasn't going to plan on doing much else. Obviously, they dropped those other Easter eggs in there. Like I said, they'll be touched on later. That's the thing. I feel like that's kind of a cop out by the director though, because he knew what he was doing with Peter showing up. He knew what he was doing by referencing Reed Richards, even though they didn't give it him to us. Like they, there were things in the show that would have indicated to a lot of Marvel fans that something bigger was coming than what we ended up getting. And I just don't it, think the shows are going to be the one to do it. I think the shows laid the, the grounds for it. I think the movies will be the ones that give us all that stuff. But like, I'm I mean, not expecting. I'm not expecting. Like, Go ahead. Again, like just somebody showing up at the end, yeah. right. and then we're done. Yeah, right. Like, like I'm not like expecting Luke Skywalker. Like yeah. not like featured. No, I know what you mean. In like yeah. the show, but yeah. like, yeah, we introduce like whoever is Reed Richards just walks on. Right. Like, or like what happened with Reed Peter Richards. at the end? And then of, we're like, oh. What happened with Peter at the end of episode four or five, whichever one it was? Right. Like, right. That, if we got that with. Reed Richards, then that's great. That's all I need because now you're telling me that no, I totally a Fantastic Four yeah. movie is coming. You're telling me that maybe another show is coming. Like you're giving me something to look forward to as opposed to now I'm just left wondering what's next coming out of WandaVision. I get that, yeah. Well, I think the big issue with that is originally uh, WandaVision was supposed to lead right into Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, it was supposed and, to be like the month after. Right. Yeah, and now Doctor Strange has been delayed for a year. Yeah. But they they couldn't like WandaVision was able to continue and I I think they were like we can't just delay that just because. Right. Uh, and so I think that that's cuz I, I think that's the movie it leads into is going to be Doctor yeah. Strange. So in, in a real so, timeline. Um which, I mean I, again, I think I think a huge thing that happens at the end of this that sort of flies under the radar 
again, I mean, partially because we were expecting other things, is like, is Wanda taking up the Scarlet Witch moniker? Right. Uh, I think that flies under the radar, too, because I, I don't think a lot of people realize that she'd never actually been called that before. Yeah, that was the first time. Uh, yeah, like, I, like, I didn't even, like, totally. I was like, wait, have they ever actually referred to her as that before? Like, I know, like, it's not her full identity or whatever, but I was like, I had to think about it. I was like, oh, no, like, it's just been Wanda. I think, uh, yeah, and I think that would have not been missed as much had I not been sitting there, like, waiting for, again, something else, Skywalker right? to show up. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to keep harping on that. Again, but I mean, but that, that was just the, the biggest the mistake. Only thing that's wrong. That was 100% the biggest mistake in this show, and it's disappointing because it wasn't even in this show that it happened. They could have not done it. They could have totally avoided everything, and they made it just a little bit more disappointing than it would have been had they not done that. So, I mean, that leads into this upcoming week. We got Winter Soldier and Falcon. We're expecting some of the same stuff, maybe. I've heard this this is going to tie into three different Marvel things uh, directly, so I don't know, maybe they'll give us more. But at this point, my expectations have been lowered a bit, and I'm expecting more WandaVision as opposed to more of what we expected from WandaVision after Episode 4. It's tough, because I feel like my expectations are never lowered for Marvel. <laughs> like, they've true, just yeah. done such a good job with everything that they've done that it's hard to not expect something awesome to come out of. Totally. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Jeez. You got it. I want to call him Captain America. <laughs> Too soon. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm not expecting huge MCU shattering, like breakout performances or anything Where? like that. But I still want to see something that I haven't seen, something that I don't expect. Not just what does Falcon do with the shield? What are these two like working together? Right. I, I think I, based on like the previews and sort of what I've seen, I think it uh, it's going to be a lot into um, sort of like what does the mantle of Captain America mean, right? Uh, and sort of like what's the hole that's left, right? And how's that going to get filled? I, I, I think the answer will be it's not going to get filled, right? That, that's my prediction for how it's going to end. I think uh, I think Sam will re- reject the shield. Oh, yeah. interesting. I think that would okay. be a surprise. I think he'll say no. Like I'm just going to be me. I could be very wrong. That's uh, an interesting. I mean, I, both of them become Captain America in different strains of the comics. Uh, you nailed but, Luke Skywalker. Maybe you'll nail this. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful. I, I'm not convinced. I'm this much hopeful that we get a Chris Evans cameo either in a flashback or as old man right. Captain America. Uh, Again, not not convinced, but hopeful. Uh, yeah. All right. Wow. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Bob will have you on again um, with the Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier coming out. Thank you for participating. I appreciate it. And we'll do yeah. more of this stuff along the road. My laptop's about to die. <laughs> um, All right. Well done. Bob, any closing notes? No. Okay. okay. DJ, any closing notes? No. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>